previously on Describe Your Kill. So my character is called Aaron Spokepoint. His name is Wilhelm, Wilhelm Krongard. They belong to a, a gentleman by the name of uh, Lupin Malice. You are looking at Malachi, Malachi Bordello. Awkward introductions. Evening. Hello. Fine weather. Well, yes, I suppose so. How are oh. you, gentlemen? Would you like me to read your future? <laughs> and combat soon began. For the first time on the Stolen Fate Adventure Path, roll for initiative! Hey everyone, this is Matty, otherwise known as Aaron Spokepoint, aka Aaron the Ashen. First of all, we have to say a huge amount of thanks to everyone that has listened and supported so far. We've been absolutely staggered by the amount of listens and feedback that we've received after just a single episode. The power and passion of people in the TTRPG communities is astounding and we're so grateful. For all the positive and invaluable constructive feedback, we welcome it all. If you're not already, please subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts and if you can leave us a quick rating it will help us out enormously you can also find us across the social stratosphere including a new discord that we launched this week for all the links head over to describeyourkill.com anyway over to craig to start the show for real enjoy episode two hair today gone tomorrow hello and welcome back to episode two of the death of destiny our actual play of stolen fate adventure path good evening gentlemen hello good afternoon good evening good morning it's not actually good evening again we are usually playing in the evening but today is a glorious day in sunny norfolk episode one done in the can yep no and we managed to scrape through (laughs) just about how are we all feeling pumped yeah What's it called when you had a near-death experience and are still recovering? (laughs) (laughs) Near-death. You were certainly near iron from that nasty creature. You were one fail away from being permanently petrified. Nasty. I know what I'm buying when I get to the shop. (laughs) Taking our first tentative steps. Matty, what are you going to say? I was going to say, here we are at the shop. Here you are at the shop, yeah. So rather than uh, spend too long recapping, you have your shared vision. We meet our characters who then all end up at very similar timing, convenient, at three moves ahead, located in a quieter section of the Grand Bazaar. As our characters meet, they have their first tentative conversations Wilhelm reveals that he's quite into his tarot readings and gives Malachi one for himself, revealing not only the same card, the brass dwarf that he holds, but also something tied to creativity and the arts. You eventually decide, right, we need to go in this building. Let's get in there. Malachi knocks several times, uh, sings at the door, causing whatever was in there to stay quiet. Eventually... Wilhelm slams open the door, revealing the room you are now stood in. 
I'll read you the flavor text. Shop consists of a single wide room. A few shelves hold dice games and card decks, while private gaming rooms to the west sit beyond open curtains. Chalk lines cover the floor of the room, some of them smeared beneath the body and blood of a dead Verizian woman. You, of course, also encountered the two nasty beasts, the bony, bony M and the horny devil, <laughs> the ram's head. <laughs> Wilhelm managed to escape being petrified, of course, and Lupin, at the end of the combat to finish it, pulls out a pistol to completely eviscerate the bone devil. Any questions? It's pretty clear. Then you are out of combat. Lupin just uh, looks somewhat self-satisfied and just uh, reaches down and, and picks up his sword cane, resheathes it. The flickering of Aaron kind of phasing in and out of reality comes to an abrupt halt and he falls to his knees, catching his breath. <gasps> Is it defeated? Well and truly, my boy. Oh my god, this this woman, is she, is she okay? He runs over to her and tries to feel any sign of life. Roll a medicine check. Say 13 for a 28. She is very, very dead. Have any of you seen a creature like that before? Uh, which, which one? Oh, both of them, to be fair. Um, ne- ne- never in the, uh... I suppose flesh is the wrong word, but uh, n- never in person. I- I've read and I- I've heard heard of such creatures. Uh, so it's my my first time, first time killing them, and uh, hopefully the last. Would my um, specific lore check, a question for the DM, also apply to this bony thing? Uh, your lore check. My my fiendish lore. Oh, I see what you mean. You want to roll a specific check, yeah? If it's, yeah, if it's... Recall knowledge. Um, yeah, if it can be applied, I would like to use my fiendish law. I think it might be able to be applied, considering that both these creatures are fiends. And I would like to make that law check. So this is a recall knowledge, is that right? Yeah. Yeah, but instead of rolling, I would yep. like to use my assurance skill feat. Okay. And gain an automatic 27 as a result. That is enough for the larger bony creature. It is known as an ocelot, a bone devil. The the smaller one, could that also be... Uh... Uh, your your check wouldn't be um, sufficient to... You, you don't know what that is with your assurance. Um, all right. Can I still roll for it or would that be kind of... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess you could roll for it. All right, then. That's a 32. DC 32. Nice. Ooh. It's a creature known as a Ferragon or a Rust Devil. Wilhelm, for the first time after the combat ended, sort of speaks up and says, uh, I have read about both of these creatures. I have fought one similar to the to the small one before, but but not exactly this one. I I thought I knew what this was but was stronger than the one I fought before it caught me off guard I apologize 
Well, we got rid of them, so it's. Uh, I think I can uh, let it go there. So yes, I, I, I had it all in hand. It's all, all all good. And Lupin sort of takes a look at the the gash on his arm from uh, uh, from from where the uh, bone devil struck him with the tail. Uh, does anyone know how to perform medicine? I'm quite badly hurt. Afraid it's a bit of a closed book to me, uh, my boy. I mean, I've got some healing potions if you uh, if you want some, uh, no, or I can uh, save you to sleep with my dirgy sound. It's up to you what you want me to do. I've seen what your dirge can do. <laughs> what do you want? Do you want the do you want a drink or do you want a? I'll, I'll want take a song? the potion. Yeah, I'll want? take the potion. Thank you. <laughs> I've seen what your dirge can do, and I'm, uh, I've heard quite enough. Thank you. So we have no one who's actually trained in medicine. I think Aaron might be, but I, I am. Know. I am, but I, I, can't, I couldn't afford any healer's tools. That's fine. We, we can resolve that. <laughs> Aren't they five gold? Um. Yeah. Oh no, I can afford them. Then I have eight gold. I think. Yeah, I think it's the plus. It, it's the um. Uh, it's the plus one ones, which are quite yeah. expensive. They're like fifty gold or something. I mean, uh, I'll have okay. a go because I'm un- untrained, improvised in it, but I don't think you can do that. I think you've I, got to be trained in it. I think it has to be a trained. It's an action, yeah. It's yeah. a trained action. And we need some tools. Well, maybe when we go shopping. Uh, yes, I, I, I know a guy. I, I, I can find you somewhere. I just need a, just an opportunity to, uh, uh, to, to go and meet him. But I, I suspect we uh, perhaps have rather more urgent matters right now. Well, well, it seems a bit coincidental that we all had a dream, and then there's these... I didn't have a dream. Yeah, I also never said I had a dream. Yeah, we're quite the suppositionist, aren't we, sir? <laughs> so so you're saying it was only it was only me and Malachi that had dreams? Is that what you're saying? Fess up. You had a dream too, didn't you? It's a bit coincidental, don't you think? I, I dare say, before we uh, start start unravelling the finer vagaries of coincidence in the universe, we, we might uh, might do well to uh, to make ourselves scarce. So, or, or at least to investigate what, what appears to have been happening here. And, Mal- and Lupin sort of nudges idly at the chalk outlines on the floor in front of him. Looks like a slug. I would like to investigate those, please. Sure, yeah, you notice these chalk lines on the floor somewhat smeared and disturbed by the copious blood and footprints that have now walked through them go ahead and give me a secret perception check uh, yep Aaron you think uh, that these might be some kind of rough map but you are all not really sure. Aaron's closest to kind of seeing, but with all the uh, destruction and blood um, there, it's not particularly clear. I have the dubious knowledge feat. So when I fail but don't critically fail a recall knowledge check mm. using any skill, I mean, it's not a skill, it was a perception, but uh, his dubious knowledge would let me learn one bit of true and one bit of false knowledge, but I don't know which is which. Yeah, that'd Just be in case a, that applies. Yeah, so that's more for recall knowledge. This is more trying to make sense, I think, of what you're seeing. Yeah, yeah, but it's enough to know it's a map. Um, does anybody have society? Uh, yes, I'm trained in society. Okay, me give us a society too. role. That can be open. Yep, that is a natural 20. Woohoo! 
good enough. And uh, Aaron, you were also studying these chalk lines. No matter the destruction and the blood, whatever was being drawn here is clearly a map of Absalom. And looping with that Nat 20, you can kind of see that there appear to be like arrows and markers sort of indicating roots of some kind within the Grand Bazaar. You see three points of interest sort of highlighted in chalk circles. And you also see footsteps or markers indicating the arrival of uh, four, I guess what you'd call them, pawns on a map, sort of markings to indicate people. There are several things marked there. But with your Nat 20, you see that the movements of these characters would tie very well into the directions that you four approached three moves ahead. Lupin is going to keep that last piece to himself. He's not going to he's not going to say anything at this stage on that, but he will say this appears to be uh Appears to be a map of Absalom, as you, you can see here, and, and there's uh, points. Is you, you can see the Grand Bazaar. It's it's this is this is troubling. You would notice that the three main points of interest, without any real context there. And Lupin, have you spent much time in Absalom? You've spent uh, time in the Grand Bazaar. Yes, I, I feel like it would be. I mean, he is a traveller, but Absalom is is obviously the biggest population center in the area and as a as a mm. merchant which lupin is he would certainly have spent plenty of time there using your um again rolling over that nat 20 it looks like three different shops are marked one is historia relic god this is a tough word historia reliquary kraken's ink tattoo and reclaimed paradise as a, I have mercantile law. Would I be able to Ooh. use that to identify what any of those are? Yeah, go ahead. I like it. Okay. Ugh, natural seven for a twenty overall. That's good enough. So, Historia Reliquary is a store that's run by a lizard folk anthropologist called Ericanesh. They're um, known for having antiques, old items, uh, historic documents, that kind of thing. Lupin spends about 60% of his time in Absalom there. (laughs) He's bearing in mind his uh, his record is he would 100% know that and, yeah, and, and he knows that place inside out. Second one is Kraken's Ink Tattoo. This is run by a human man whose name is Arhan Benimaya. He is a famous tattoo artist. And the third location, Reclaimed Paradise, is a kind of scrapyard in the Grand Bazaar. It's run by an orc called Clemeth Falk, female. Hmm. Okay. That's. I, I suspect Lupin would probably know that one quite well as well, but maybe not quite as uh, quite as well as the reliquary, but uh, potentially. Yeah. Yep. Okay. 
Okay. So yeah, he will he will share that information with the uh, with the group. So this all seems to be revolving around you then. Uh, doesn't everything, my dear boy? Um, I, I I wouldn't say I, I wouldn't say that much, but uh, it certainly it focuses around these these shops, and uh, I, know, I know at least two of them is the uh, third I've I've been past. But uh, it may not surprise you to know I'm I'm not a regular customer. This uh, this tattoo shop you spoke of. Yes. Do you know whether they sell only regular tattoos or some of the more occult type? Um, again, uh, not not my uh, my particular area of expertise, but uh, perhaps we could. Uh, is, I, I dare say we we may not wish to spend too long lurking in this particular locale. Might do well to uh, to, to examine our surroundings and uh, and leave. I'll certainly be uh, heading to the tattoo shop shortly to. Uh, well, to all three shops shortly to ask a few questions. Uh, welcome to join me. Uh, Lupin, by the way. Lupin Malice. Do, 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 do. <laughs> now you can, your token can expand. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. I wondered what your name was. Yes. Phenomenal. Did you guessed? I thought... <laughs> I thought you already told us your name, but I just forgot. It's good to know that you didn't. Uh, before we go, it, it seems like this is a game shop. I quite fancy a couple of games. There's a literal corpse on the floor. I want some games. And, Come on. And you want to play Catan? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And he has a cursory browse around before we leave. Lupin will take a wander over to the uh, to the Rust Devil, and uh, we'll have a have a, a search, see whether it uh, it has anything on it. Yeah. No. Nothing on the. The Rust Devil, I'm afraid. It's fine. Aaron, you sort of move over there. You see a, a games room, sort of playing pieces. The whole shop's quite disheveled. And actually, the tables all look like they've been pushed to the side in this room. Books and bits of paper, possessions all around. Malachi, there is a door leading to the north as well, which appears to be closed. <laughs> he knocks on the door. There's no yes, that went well last time. <laughs> he starts singing a song. <laughs> he tries the door. The door opens. It's very dark in here. Mm, yeah, the whole place is dark. There are no windows in this wooden I can see, building. still see what's going on, though. Aaron casts dancing lights. Ooh. So he shoots a little where light going forward, because he can't see in the dark. Okay, I've put a light in there. Uh, Aaron, where did you come from, Aaron? He steps forward. Wait, Look that's my red off. Yeah, you step into what appears to be an office. It's a mess. There's piles of paperwork, incomplete games covering every surface. A messy cot indicates that someone's been sleeping here for the past few days. As you both step into the room, this like mental pull in your heads flares up again. Similar to that feeling of the dream you had not so long ago. You immediately feel that there is an object of great power in this room. Aaron casts Detect Magic. There is a very strong sense of magic coming from the bookcase in the northwest corner. Hey, 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 what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> There's something very powerful here. This is my room. I'm supposed to be 
Okay, well, you you can help. You can help search the bookshelf. What you found? I detect something. Oh, for God. Oh, right. okay. Can you help me, please? And I start rooting through the bookshelf. Malachi is just hindering. <laughs> <laughs> everything, you every, fucker. everything that Aaron tries to like touch, Malachi touches tonight. It's mine. So you dig through the bookcase and rather suspiciously at the back of the bookcase appears to be some kind of ledger pieces of paper sticking out in all angles can you read Aaron? yes i can i pull it out and open it up you open this ledger and uh, the start of it reveals the name of the shop three moves ahead Underneath is a line that says proprietor, and the name there is Hajek. H-A-J-E-C-K. Reading through the ledger, you can see that there's a lot of scribblings and suspicions and notes. Some of these refer to um, Harrow cards and Harrow decks. The question, what does it mean? Why do I have this? Are written. Scrolling through to the last few pages, a single Harrow card slips out of the ledger and onto the floor at your feet. Before Malachi can grab it. <laughs> no. Aaron picks it up. <laughs> rollies, rollies, rollies. Do you both reach for it? Yep. Yeah. Okay, so it's going to be, uh, let's do acrobatics, highest roll wins. We've got to roll off. Ah, <laughs> uh, natural two. Yeah. Aaron reaches ah, down for the card, but Malachi's hands are quicker and manages to snatch the card from his grasp. Well, look what I found. All right, well, do you tell us what it is then? What's it say, DM? The second you pick up the card... Again, this mental pull, this uh, sensation of swirling thoughts of unseen faces fills your mind. You have found another card from whatever this deck is. This card is called The Vision. Ooh. Malachi is visibly excited at this. It's like a new Pokemon card, mm. like, a shine, like another shiny so the vision is from the book suit, which is the intelligence side of the deck. The vision represents arcane knowledge. As long as you have the vision invested, it grants you a plus two item bonus to all checks made to identify magic. And once per day is a free action, you can envision and a visible bolt of blue energy bursts from your head. Attempt to recall knowledge about a subject rolling the check with the most appropriate law skill. This check always resolves as if you were master in the most appropriate law skill to recall knowledge on the subject. Very cool. Erin, do you want a do a deal? Seeing that it's an arcane rooted card, he says, no, I, I, have it. I want nothing to do with that. And he slinks off. Mm. What is Wilhelm doing? Standing in the doorway, keeping watch. As Aaron comes closer to um, exit the room, Wilhelm sort of 
stands to the side and stiffens up and keeps a lookout for any disturbances in the other room. Don't you think, Aaron, that the that monster in there was like trying to get hold of this car, possibly? I mean, that place is ransacked. You've got to be in there for some reason. Probably. I'm, I'm just trying to make sense of all of this. I know as much as you do, but you got the card, so have it. Within the ledger as well, Aaron, you were looking at this, weren't you? Yep. You see that uh, there's a few scribblings about the card, that it, it clearly came into Hadjek's possession. She's noted that it's the chaotic neutral card of intelligence, as I said, and that it represents abstruse knowledge, sudden insight or instability. Also, though, are markings that she suspected that more cards from whatever this deck is must be somewhere out there in the world. She recognized that this was no mere regular Harrow card. This card has great power. The abilities alone, these are not regular abilities for Harrow cards. She has also noted in the ledger that one Deral Merniz, owner of the Harrow Barrow, might know more. And next to the name Deral are the names Erekanesh, Arhan, and Klemeth, which were the oh. names of the owners of the three shops on the map. If you're in the room, roll me a perception check. 25. Wow, some really good perception checks. You also, amongst the papers, spot four magical scrolls. One is a level two scroll of quench. It's your first loot. A level six scroll of heroism. A level six scroll of slow. That's burned up and unusable. (laughs) And a level five scroll of telepathic bond. They are in the loot chest. Any scrolls that... I find all of this. Yeah, any scrolls that (laughs) you guys can't cast Lupin will be able to, so... Where is Lupin? He seems to be Uh, notably absent. Yes, Lupin is. uh, He can hear the 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 squabbling and um, and and Malachi's incredible (laughs) insight in in the other room. Um, He's studying this map quite closely. That the map has um, has thrown him somewhat. Mm. Roll perception for me, Lupin, whilst you're having a look at all that again. It's a natural fifteen for thirty-five. That's a good roll a good roll you don't really notice anything new on the map other than yeah there's these clear movements of people marked on there as clear as they can be but what you also notice is that the woman Hadjek's assumedly body you notice that her arm bears a very recent tattoo that looks like an architect being struck by lightning that is an image often associated with the vision hmm interesting do you relay that to us uh not yet because it's uh, it presumably we will come back into the you guys will come back into the room waving the card at which point obviously malachi will see that and we'll make the connection not malachi uh, sorry looping <laughs> <laughs> yeah let's be honest it's going to be malachi that makes the connection whether we want it or not <laughs> there's a scroll of quench here that you can take uh, yeah, I will. Uh, I'll just come through and. I've given that to you, chap. Oh, cool. Thank you. So you find another one of these very powerful Harrow cards in Hadjek's possession, but she now lays dead, as do two devils 
What do you do? Look, I got this card. I got this card. <laughs> Wait. I... Don't show me the card. Oh, it's, uh, okay. It's the vision, isn't it? <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> How do you know? Lupin steps over to the body and uh, and lifts the arm. <gasps> oh, yeah. All very strange. Is this Habjack, then? It would... Uh, I, I've never, never met the lady, but uh, it, it would appear a reasonable deduction to uh, to assume that, yes. So these things are on a rampage? Are they? I mean, are... That, that may be a, a leap too far at this particular stage, but uh, I, I would certainly suggest that uh, our possession of some very similar cards has uh, perhaps not significantly increased our personal safety. I'd recommend uh, perhaps safety in numbers for the time being. And you remember that the Bone Devil telepathically was trying to demand information regarding to the cards or the location of it. Not on everyone, though, Craig. <laughs> I keep... No, that's true. Didn't not get on... me. Yeah, no, that's not right. Not on everyone, so I did it. It's really difficult. Lupin yeah. ignored him, and Wilhelm yeah. Yeah, also wasn't but, playing But ball. he would. they will have known that he was trying to find the cards. Certainly but demanding not, information so about know. cards, yeah. Okay, um, so with the same look that he had when he lashed out at the, at the smaller devil, he says, uh, I say, if they come for us, we come for them. I am going to go on a hunt for these creatures and I would like all of you to come with me. Uh, now you're all coming with me. I'm going to go and find them. Follow me, everyone. What's Aaron doing? Let's just let this guy go and, and wait a couple of days and then, then we can go. <laughs> Malachi's doing himself no favours to ingratiate himself to the group. <laughs> He's like, follow me. I think uh, Aaron is just <laughs> grappling with the, all that and the violence of what's happened here, you know. And, you know, as we're all turning to leave, he says... It seems that this woman died simply for possessing one of these cards, just like us. Perhaps that she arrived first. She was meant to be on our journey with us, but we owe it to her to find out what happened and how we can put a rest to this madness and figure figure out this this strange shared vision that we've all encountered. We don't owe it to her, we owe it to us. Yes, yes, I was... <laughs> Lupin sort of nods at Wil- Wilhelm and says, uh, yes, indeed, I- I'd argue we perhaps uh, owe it to ourselves as well to uh, potentially avoid the same fate. It seems that Mr. Malice n- knows the city really well and I- I'd be willing to trust in his direction, especially if he knows some of the people mentioned. Uh, well, it's... Uh, and Lupin looks out the door at the, the figure of Malachi, you know, dancing down the street, continuing to talk to himself unaware that the rest of us <laughs> haven't followed him um uh, well yes i, I while well, doing not... that he's he's sorry he's cast musical accompaniment as he's gone down the street as well yes well <laughs> what the fuck is uh, this guy I, I i wasn't looking to become uh, become guide leader but if it does all him i suspect uh, I'd, I'd rather it be me yes uh, Unfortunately, through sheer coincidence, he does appear to have gone the right way. (laughs) (laughs) 
I will point out to you. So if you're starting to leave the shop, is that right? Not entirely yet, but okay, but yeah, not not quite out the door yet, but yeah, it's, it I is. Um, it is dark. Obviously, it's quite late now. It's uh, probably the quietest time that that the uh, Grand Bazaar could could be. A lot of places are now closed, so you've got to um, think about that and and resting and stuff and what you want to do there. Yeah. Do Do you know some other? We could stay tonight, maybe. Uh there's. And again, he sort of looks around at the fairly ragtag uh, nature of those staying with us. Uh, 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 yes, there's a there's an inn uh, in not far from here. It's where, it's where I've been staying. Uh, mm-hmm. It's it's not the cheapest, but uh, it's it's not uh, that the price isn't prohibitive. I, I considering your your assistance in dealing with the uh, with the challenges we face from these creatures. I'll I'll put in a Good word with the innkeeper, and I will. Uh, I will pay for our collective board this evening. Oh, that's that's very generous of you, Mister Malice. Thank you. Very honourable. Can I roll perception to see if I hear this conversation? <laughs> <laughs> Please. Lupin is deliberately keeping his voice down. <laughs> yeah, roll perception. <laughs> that's good. Uh, oh, sorry, that's a blind one. It's okay. No, you don't hear it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear oh, um, no. there is a, so you would know there is a, an inn that's not too far away that's actually still in on the outskirts of that's where you're gigging tonight you the know. Grand Bazaar it is known as the Saucy Wench <laughs> Jesus oh, I don't God. want to stay there two silver pieces a night well Saucy Wench roll society uh yep yeah, you'd all know that despite its name, it's one of the few permanent buildings in the Grand Bazaar and uh, is well known for its all-female waiting staff, but are uniformed because the staff are actually all employees of the Token Guard, which is Absalom's guards. So yeah. the owner is a lady, Kythes Finch. And uh, yeah, but it's meant to be a relatively safe um, place to stay because it's run by the guard it seems to repel the less savory characters of the bazaar yeah lupin will uh, will draw a torch from his uh, from his pack and will uh, will head in the oh no before we leave is uh, have we uh, is everyone happy we've uh, we've searched this building we've found everything there is to find because i suggest uh, we won't be able to come back here for quite some time yeah you uh have a good look around the room, but the amount of time you've spent here now, you're pretty sure you've... um... Is there a, like, spare harrow decks? Like, non-magical ones? Just normal harrow decks here? Um, There are plenty of harrow cards around, all scattered. Yeah, but they seem to be sort of laying on the floor. Some are covered in blood. There's nothing, like, pristine that you can see available to take, no. Just some odd cards. Lupin will notice Aaron um, sort sort of looking at some of the cards, is there? Uh, don't worry, my boy. I've uh, I, I have a I have a few decks in, in my own supplies. I will uh, I, I'll be sure to hand one over when when we get to the inn. Uh, much obliged, thank you, sir. All right. Uh, so William is gonna put his hand on Aaron's shoulder and he's gonna uh, he's he's gonna say, "You have saved my life today. I will not I will not forget that. And I swear to you that under my watch." I will let no harm 
come to you. Well, well thank you, sir. I, I, I'm glad that I could help, but truly, I, I, I don't know what I did. It, it wasn't a choice of mine. I have this, this power. It's growing inside of me, but if it meant that it did some good and it saved your life, well, I'm grateful. And I'm, I'm glad to not be alone. Without saying anything else, he's gonna give you a understanding nod and uh, and wait for you to go so that he can walk right behind. Yep. On the way out, he's gonna break off the horn of this little thing. Just take it with him. <laughs> <laughs> Devil horn. Yes. It's like Baldur's nice. Gate. You're just taking everything. Plate, spoon. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Great. Like that. Nice. So Wilhelm and Aaron share a moment as they're leaving three moves ahead. Willem breaks off the horn. The devil, Lupin, waits outside patiently with Malachi. All right. What do you want to do? Follow the responsible one. <laughs> I dare say, best best plan is uh, is to uh, find a place for the evening. I, I, I don't, don't believe any of these will be open open at this time of night and uh, don't say turning up spattered in in blood and what even is that Malachi is that is that, is that mustard oh <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah that was the sandwich I had for lunch <laughs> um, yes well I, I dare say turning up these shops covered in uh, condiments and bodily fluids is uh, is probably not <laughs> going to make the impression we're looking for so uh, with that said, uh, the tattoo parlor, at the very least, I, I believe, is is on the way to uh, is on the way to the saucy wench from here. So we could perhaps at least walk past. Okay, so you leave three moves ahead. The dead body of Hajek still inside, with additional information and, of course, an additional Harrow card. Who took the card in the end? I did. Malachi, Malachi has it. Okay. So is it with that? Is it you can only have one invested? Is that right? No. So the way that these, these work, without trying to give too much away, you can have up to five invested at a time, but okay. they only count as one invested item as a group towards your limit of 10. That's really good. So let's have a look at the Grand Bazaar. How very colourful. That is extremely Lovely. colourful. Yeah. Yes. And you'll see you are... At three moves ahead, which is in the southwest quarter. Right here is Kraken Inks tattoo. Here is Historic. Can you see the map notes or not? Uh, no. no, can't see any notes. I can no, none at all. Okay, I'll, I'll fix that for you. Here is the reliquary. <laughs> what did anybody else hear that? That's a motorbike, yeah, it's, it's, I think. Yeah. <laughs> That's passing by you on the streets. You've seen a gun and a motorbike now. It's <laughs> a goblin with a hairdryer. <laughs> it's got a bag of food on the back in a blue bag. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And then um, over here, this walled garden area on the east is the Reclaimed Paradise Artist's Impression, of course. The Saucy Wench is actually here just to the very west, so not far from where you are at all, if you wish to go and rest for the evening. Uh, what do we think? Yeah, I think we should go and rest. I think that's a good plan. Cool. Quite late okay. in the day, isn't it? So there's no... Yeah. 
It is quite late. Yeah, there are still stores open, but they they tend to be more sort of kebab shops, um, vape shops, that kind of thing. The mobile phone <laughs> repair that's still open. <laughs> and Off cash, license, cash yeah. for gold, which is ironic because gold is cash here. So, hey. Boo. okay, are you going to rest? <laughs> uh, yes, I think so. Yeah. So you make your way to the saucy wench. There are some patrons drinking, but the atmosphere is quite restrained for a late night drinking hole. You see the staff well dressed in their uniforms, of course, all female, as I said. And one of the staff uh, welcomes you in and offers you board for the night at two silver pieces per room and asks you how many rooms you will need. Do you know, do you not know who I am? I'm afraid so, I don't. Yes, you do. I'm Balakai. I, I've been here before. I've been here before. Have you? Well, we have many guests here, sir. You are welcome yes, to stay with I'm, us, of course. I'm famous around these parts. Are you? Oh, well, hang on. Let me look at you. No, it can't be. You're not Rufus Nimblethwick, are you? <laughs> uh, he's, uh, I think he's my arch enemy, if I'm honest. Oh. I'm, I'm much more famous than him. I'm level 11. He's only level two. He's a very so... talented bard. <laughs> <laughs> is he also a bit he's not that he's not that cute though he's, I'm cuter similar height yeah you got that uh, what's his name from Sesame no, Street Oscar height. vibe no, going on he, he's fucking he's, he's smaller than me he's only a halfling <laughs> for the listeners Rufus Thimblethwick was a halfling bard that I played in one of our side games I, I've got a big reputation here I've visited here I can I've got a home in every port just saying uh, just go and talk and say uh, look I we need, we need two rooms, maybe three, because I'm going to be on my own. I'm going to need my own room with my own groupies. Ma- Once I tear this place down, <laughs> it'll all be good. <laughs> so I do appreciate that you might have a home in every port. Mechanically, that requires you spending eight hours to locate a residence willing to provide lodging for you. So I do appreciate... <laughs> say it'll be 16 uh, for this guy. I do appreciate the sentiment, but the, the fee is the fee. If you wish to challenge it, you can take it up with the owner. She's sleeping now, but she will be here tomorrow morning. Uh, that won't be necessary and um, loop in places eight silver pieces uh, four rooms please uh, and uh, my companion here is, uh, is is a talented gentleman and I, I'm sure he'll need uh, he'll need his own space uh, away from the rest of us very well sir thank you and she pockets the silver and um, arranges for one of the other staff to show you to your rooms there modest sparse but the bed is comfortable and you do have a pillow which uh, not all inns would give you does anyone want to do anything before they rest are there any conversations or are you all retreating to your private spaces so before bed Aaron starts to very quietly cast a spell and the runes on the sleeves of his robes begin to glow as if they've been charged with a particular energy of the spell he's just cast Ooh. and he uh, then says if it's all right with you I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna get to bed I'm pretty beat yes no problem uh, sleep well my boy it's, it's been a it's been a tough evening for all of us <laughs> it's uh, been a pleasure good night and he goes upstairs to bed Wilhelm Wilhelm is gonna go um, upstairs but instead of uh, going to sleep, he's going to stay up 
for most of the night. He's gonna sleep probably just an hour or two. And the rest of the night he's gonna stay awake and uh, sitting and standing at the uh, the door and keeping an ear open for any sort of disturbances. Cool. So staying alert. Yes. Okay, Malachi? Uh, Malachi will be downstairs having a beer. Mm-hmm. He'll go out for smoke as well, taking his mind off of kind of what's happened today. Sitting there with these two cards in his possession. Mm. Okay. And Lupin? Uh, yeah, I think Lupin returns to his room, takes the takes the card out of his pocket and places it on the desk, which is still covered in papers and various bits and pieces from before. But he does also uh, he goes over to uh, to a trunk in the corner of the room, stuffed with all all sorts of various bits and pieces. And he retrieves a uh, he retrieves a harrow deck. Uh, just a, a fairly standard, a fairly standard uh, one out, and he places it on the corner of his desk and uh, leaves it there. Cool. So this is more like a sort of semi. He's been staying here a while, then. Yes. Yeah, so it is essentially this is probably Lupin's routine haunt when he's in Absalom on business. Is mm. he? He stays here. Cool. Then you rest for the night. Hooray. The night passes uneventfully. And you do wake up eight hours later, feeling refreshed. The day is new. The sounds of the Grand Bazaar are far louder than they were last night. I assume you're going to meet downstairs, have some breakfast. Yeah, Aaron descends the stairs, sees Wilhelm and gives him a a big smile and comes over and sits at his table. And he says, um, uh, I hope you don't think this is too forward but i prepared this for you and he gives him a small bundle (laughs) of uh (laughs) root root magic now this might sound a bit weird but it's a bag of my hair mixed with some spices and some other bits and pieces uh but it's magical and it will it will help you if you ever get into trouble Um, listen i am very flattered but i don't see you in that way no, it's not, not not like that at all. It's just this is to help you in in battle and protect you. Oh, it's, okay. a, it's, a, it's a protective ward. It's, it's a it's a magic thing. Oh, very much so. Yes. Yeah. Very okay. much so. I, I understand. I, okay. Uh, thank thank you for that, uh, Aaron. Just got the mental image of some guy in, in like a travelodge, uh, you know, like the travelodge restaurant in the morning, yeah. just handing out bags of his hair. <laughs> Stood next to the breakfast buffet. Bits yeah. going in the I bacon. mean, we got a couple of guys uh, in the city I live in who who are who are known for this sort of stuff. So it's not that far out. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> It's a German custom. He's, yeah. Uh, yeah, it was, is. It is. There's no really surprise is. on Camone's face. It's like, it's perfectly normal. <laughs> Thanks, I didn't hair. prepare my yeah. own today. No, um, it's... Uh... Where is the hara? That's what is the first question you ask at breakfast. <laughs> it's a delicacy, a local yeah, delicacy. Yeah. You get the impression that he hasn't, Aaron hasn't got particularly good social skills and that... No he's shit. always darting his eyes around, and he's probably never seen so many people in one place as in Absalom. And so, even though it's coming across a little bit um, clumsy, he, he clearly means well. Mechanically, what is it, what is it you've done, Matt? 
So this is a feat I have called Root Magic, and essentially I once per day, uh, when I do my daily preparations, I create a talisman against foul magic, um, and it's like a little pouch of herbs and hair and oils and stuff like that, and I can give it to an ally, and the first time that day that the ally attempts a saving throw against a spell or a haunt, they gain a plus one circumstance bonus to the roll. Or plus two if I'm an expert, which let me just double check if I am. I'm a master of occultism, so you oh, get a plus three. No, plus two. No, plus three. Plus two. Plus yeah, three. Yeah, plus, plus two. Cool. It's plus two. Nice. More awkwardness from Aaron. Love it. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, so, sorry, sorry, sorry. Um, it's a plus one. No, no, it's a plus no, two. No, no, it's a plus two. Sorry, sorry. I can't count. Okay, right. over to you guys. The hair has been exchanged. Breakfast has been eaten. <laughs> the um, ritualistic hair has been exchanged. Oh, okay. You notice that uh, Wilhelm doesn't touch his food after the bag exchange, after the hair exchange. <laughs> a weird drug deal. <laughs> yeah, very weird. You can uh, uh, hear Wilhelm's uh, voice in his head just say, again, thank you, and uh, my offer still stands. I appreciate that. Thank you. At that point, Lupin sweeps into the room. <laughs> it is wearing just the, the. I mean, you think this map is colourful? You should see the cloak Lupin has got on. It's <laughs> Joseph. Yeah, yeah. There we go. Yeah, we'll we'll go with that one because that's a reference. Yeah, Joseph's <laughs> amazing Technicolor dream eyes. cloak. How I love uh, my coat of many colours. <laughs> yeah. It's, it is, yeah, it, it is loud, this cloak. So, yeah, he's uh, looping breezes in. There's a, ah, ah, good morning. Good morning. How are we doing this morning? It's, uh, good to see you. And sort of a hefty slap on the back of of Aaron uh, just uh, watches the, the piece of toast fly out of his mouth. <laughs> good morning, Mr. Malice. How are you? Did you sleep well? Yes, I slept slept like a log. It's amazing what, uh, and he sort of raises his voice just a little bit. Yeah, it's amazing what uh, killing two demons uh, will will do for you. Um, <laughs> Technically, they were devils. <clears throat> yeah, yes, yes. Well, well, well said. Well said. Uh, yes, yes. Ah, right, yes. Uh, as as we get, and he looks at the small bag of hair that still sat in front of him. Ah, well, if we're giving gifts, uh, is is allowed me. And he hands across the uh, the harrow deck to Aaron. Oh, thank you. Has anyone? And and I hesitate to to ask this question for fear of the answer I might get. But has anyone seen Malachi? Uh, he's not come down yet, but I imagine we'll hear him soon enough. <laughs> Do we know if he went up? That's a very good point. <laughs> I heard him enter his room in the middle of the night. I think, but I'm not. I'm not really sure. <laughs> Could be some other drunk singing man. <laughs> well, I hope it, I hope he's down soon. At this point, you you don't hear him singing. He does trudge down the stairs, and when he reaches the bottom of the stairs and sees Lupin in this jacket, he goes, "Ah, oh, my eye, my eyes! Ah, ah! <laughs> yes. Why is it so bright in here?" <laughs> yes, yeah. oh, uh, Lupin oh. leans over to Wilhelm and mutters under his breath. Yes, this uh, this gives a plus two to hangover impact. Oh. <laughs> this is my sack. I will not share my sack with this with this bard. <laughs> if you were if you were if you wore it last night, I'd be it would have been bloody amazing. But nah, not now. 
Where's the Where's the eggs? Where's the bacon? I don't want to be um, intrusive, but whatever you went to your room with last night didn't sound human. <laughs> <laughs> she wasn't. She. Oh no! <laughs> I had a good time anyway. <laughs> From behind you all down the stairs, you see a six-foot ogre <laughs> <laughs> with two heads. Oh they, no! They wave oh, no, I'm lovingly. I'm seeing that scene from Baldur's Gate and if you've seen it you'll know the one I'm talking about I haven't yet oh okay <laughs> waves lovingly at Malachi see you tomorrow Malachi oh no no okay but bye bye oh, both the heads blow kisses at you <laughs> that's honestly for you that's quite a good Malachi catch Malachi <laughs> Malachi you find some food What's this bag? What? It's my bag. You can have my food if you want. And he um, gives his plate over that, to Malachi. Is, is that a tennis bag? No, that's a bag of hair. Oh, okay, <laughs> good. <laughs> I don't want you keeping secrets from me and all that. I feel a bit embarrassed. Why would I? It's, it's then, a bag of hair. And then, grabs, and then grabs the food and starts eating it. Like shoveling it in. Mr. Malice, where, where do we need to go today? So, well, as... well, so we need. We, I think, we need to go. You said Malachi, no, I said right? Mr. Malice. We're, well, it's very close. It's I very, thought you it's said very Malachi. Close, it's not, it's, it's not close enough. Said. You can still answer Malachi. This is, this is children's so. entertainment. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a long campaign. This is. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just oh, get through man. breakfast. Let's just get through breakfast. <laughs> We have a track record of uh, struggling <laughs> breakfast time. Hey, I know if you guys hung me. I'm going to have to invest in some scrolls of silence. Yeah. I've been so long in restaurants, <laughs> not eating. Just going to stop the campaign and just start an in-character food critic. This is, this is just the place to socialise, guys. This is the first time we have we really have time on our hands to, to talk. Yes, well, the first one without a, a dead body in the room, anyway. Yeah. Uh, anyway, as uh, regards uh, regards that rather unsavoury matter, um, as, as pure luck would have it, is the uh, the locations we need to need to visit are almost in a in a straight line from west to east across the uh, across the city. So, is uh, we we could head to Kraken's Ink Tattoo first, then on to Historia Reliquary, which. Uh, know very well and then uh, finally on to reclaimed paradise on the uh, on the eastern outskirts if, if we don't dally and, and we don't spend four hours arguing over how much we're paying for breakfast we could probably uh, we could probably do most of this in a day as long as we are not charged 30 gold I will not argue <laughs> <laughs> if they're charging 30 gold you're paying for your own fucking breakfast so just as a reminder obviously these maps were marked on the floor in chalk and then also within the ledger was mention of this Diral Merniz and that the owners of these shops might know more and she felt that Diral might know more as to what these cards are or possibly to the to their locations and Diral was the the corpse as it were no the corpse no, was Hajek Hajek sorry sorry yeah it's okay I'll just kind of refresh it so yeah, thank in you. the ledger she noted that one Diral Maniz owner of the Harrow Barrow might know more about these cards and their sudden appearance and then next to that name with lines were the three owners of the shops 
Okay. The Harrow Barrow. Mm. That's okay. A, that's a very good name. <laughs> yeah. I assume that isn't one that any of us would would recognize and be able to locate independently. Uh, you could roll society. Okay. Yep. Oh, that's a natural 18. That's 31. Natural 17 for a 28. <laughs> yeah, pretty good rolls there. Um, you may have heard of the Harrow Barrow. Indeed, um, Lupin, you may have interacted with Dral in the past, maybe not recently. He is a wandering merchant that has an obsessional fixation with the Harrow and is known for buying and selling of rare cards or decks. But okay. his location is difficult because he is, by his very nature, a wanderer, pulling his harrow barrow behind him at all times. Ah, uh, uh, yes. Okay. So uh. Uh, while we're while we're talking about uh, about the various bits and pieces, and presumably you know comparing the notes, because obviously Lupin wouldn't have seen uh, wouldn't have seen the notes. No, that's so true. So when he's when he sees, uh, presumably, say we we took the notes with us. So when the piece of paper comes out and Lupin sees the mention of the Harrow Barrow, he instinctively reaches over to um, Aaron's Harrow deck that he gifted him, turns over the card and points, and in the bottom right corner on the back of the card, says the Harrow Barrow. Ah, uh. I've known. Well, I say known is 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 probably. Probably a little bit uh, overstating things, but I've I've done business with Dral in the past. He's a he's a fine gentleman. Is uh, if perhaps not the greatest businessman. You you generally like, and I say this as a, a traveling merchant myself. Is but you you generally like your customers to know where you're going to be at any given time. And uh, unfortunately, that's uh, that's an aspect of the job that uh, that Dral never never really got. Appetizing not really his thing. But uh, I, I dare say he's a he's he's a fairly distinctive fellow, and if we ask round, we can probably uh, well, we we can probably find him soon enough. Shall we? Uh, shall we make way? I'm ready to leave. Yes. Yes. Malachi. Malachi. You've you. How is that mustard on you already? <laughs> <laughs> Let me eat my toast. <laughs> <laughs> and the toast you do have two plates this should be enough for you <laughs> so you finish up your breakfast and you make a plan to go and visit kraken ink tattoo yes tramp stamp <laughs> <laughs> you make your way through the busy um, streets but you don't have far to go until you do indeed arrive at Kraken's Inc. I've got a little artist's impression from the Grand Bazaar book. Can you see that? Oh, that looks sanitary. It's very cool, though. <laughs> it's, not a, it's, not, it's not the fairest of, um, of arti- artistic representations, but uh, that, that's, that's one there. And then obviously on the Grand Bazaar map, if you zoom in, you can kind of see another variation of it has been drawn oh, in cool. there right let's go to the map push through the crowds the bazaar is humming and thriving with activity and kraken's ink tattoo is an old business in the docks district but this is the shop's secondary stall in the grand bazaar as you approach you see lots of artwork of various designs of tattoos and um, there's a few items on the shelves various colors and inks 
And as you round the corner, you see a small female kobold busying herself and a gentle mastiff dog laying down in his basket. How do we want to approach this? I, I suppose this, uh, being being up front is, is probably the uh, is, is probably the the approach to take here. Is uh, you know is, is I'm, I'm not entirely sure how large a part of their business magical magical harrow cards are. I suspect if it's any at all, they'll uh, very quickly catch on. But uh, I, I, let let's perhaps maintain at least some uh, some element of discretion. He says, staring holes in Malachi. <laughs> Malachi notices nothing. <laughs> An automatic natural one on perception checks. Yep. Hungover one. And shamed two. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like fairly well constructed. It's obviously wooden, quite open at the front. It does appear to be a more substantial building, a couple of walls. To the back, there's an awning bearing the shop's name with a painted kraken curling around the sides of the structure and a sign from the awning that reads, Tattoos, Coin or Trade. You uh, get this kind of ever-present smell of the sea, so common in the docks, mingling with the earthy smell of tattoo ink. I think there's been a misprint here, so it is actually in the docks area. Well, I am quite keen to get a tattoo, you know. So uh, maybe I'll lead with that and then... Maybe try and dig a little deeper. Indeed, sir. Allow me to. I, I'll make the approach, and I'll, I'll see. I'll, I'll see what we can do. Is, is there any? Are there any designs here you're particularly interested in? Or uh, this skull looks pretty good. Okay, I'll have that. If you uh, have okay, it. okay, bear with me. Uh, good, good day, sir. Good day. Uh, you notice it's a female kobold. Um. <laughs> well, that's fucked my make an impression roll. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Kraken Inks Tattoo. Can I help you at all? Ah, g- g- good day, ma'am. Uh, please accept my apologies. I've um, he's, he's, the eyes clearly aren't what they used to be, and he chuckles and very theatrically picks up his glasses and puts them on. How can I be of service? Are you here for a tattoo, or are you just browsing the wares? Uh, a little bit of both. I, I'm here to uh, I, I'm here to, to browse and to, 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 to take a look at the, the wonderful wonderful wares you have. But uh, is my, my my friend here is uh, is looking for a tattoo. Yeah, fancy this one here. The skull one? Yeah, skull one, yeah. A fine choice, sir. A fine choice. Now, um, unfortunately, uh, Arhan is busy tattooing another customer at the moment, but I'd be... Uh, he won't just tattoo any old person either. You have to um, at least have a chat with him first. Make sure it's suitable. A tattoo has to have a certain meaning to a customer, not just one they've seen on a picture and go, I want that one. I mean, it is kind of suitable for me. I am quite, you know, level that kind of dirgy stuff, you know. It's part of my uh, part of my act. Are you, uh, you're not the, uh, you're not the bard who plays the dirge of doom, are you? You, you know me. Yes, they know me, they know me, they know well, me. Well, I've heard of you, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Close enough. Right, um. Yeah. Do, yeah. Do, you want, do, you want, do you want a song now? No, thank you. No, no, busy, busy, busy. I'll leave <laughs> no. you to browse for okay. a bit. I'll, well, um, excuse, I'll excuse let our hand excuse me, you here. Uh, miss. Yes. What about yes. the harrow? Pardon? The harrow. Would he do a harrow design? A harrow? Well, yes, yes, sir. And she pulls out a book and slides it across the counter. And inside are many designs, all influenced by the different harrow cards. There's several variations on them. These are our um, most popular ones, of course. 
Arhan, he, he likes taking the, getting the cards and, and, and making these, these designs. They are more expensive. And again, you won't tattoo anyone, of course, but, uh, you know, you're welcome to browse and I can get you booked in. Well, why don't you tell him that we'd like the vision tattooed? The vision? All right. And she flips to the page and there are five or six different designs based around the vision card. Anything in particular or...? Tell me about it. Is, is, are, are these popular? Is, and he, he sort of put, he, he moves his hand around sort of most of them, but he sort of lingers a little bit over the one that he saw on the uh, on the body. Is, are, are any of these uh, particularly popular? Do you do a lot of these? Or he's obviously you know we don't want to don't want to wander around like with matching tattoos with just anyone. People could make uh, unfair assumptions. <laughs> You're in the Grand Bazaar. Everyone's got tattoos here. You can't have a unique one unless our hand personally draws it for you. Is there a, a design in the book for the vision that matches what the body had? No, not that matches. Definitely not. So is, you, know, you say, I, I, I will we'll draw as uh, one if, if we were wanting a uh, particular one, a, a custom one, as it were. That's right. Yeah, that's right. For a fee, of course, for a fee. So how much would it be if I wanted one? Well, that's not up to me. That's up to our hand. So I uh, would need Can you to speak go... with him. Yeah, where, where is he at the moment? Well, he's in he's in the room um, tattooing tattooing at the moment. Let me uh, just I... knock him up and just see if he's knock all right. Knock him up. Well, I can go and ask him. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I meant. All right, one second. You see it disappear, and you hear a couple of voices in the room. And uh, after a few minutes, she comes out. Uh, our hand is uh, he's nearly he's just finishing up on another tattoo. Um, I can, uh, if you fancy waiting for a couple of minutes, I'm sure he'll be right out. Of course, of course, yes, and uh, and thank you very much, uh, thank you very much for your trouble. Welcome, the name's Nara, ask for me if you need any help. I absolutely will, Nara, and um, Lupin will sort of engage in sort of various bits of, of small talk and merchant later chat, as I would like to uh, mechanically mm. make an impression. Ah, okay, go ahead, make an impression, let's just run through what that means with at least one minute of conversation during in which you engage in charismatic overtures, flattery and other acts of goodwill, you seek to make a good impression on someone to make them temporarily agreeable. At the end of the conversation, attempt a diplomacy check against the will DC of one target, modified by any circumstances the GM sees fit, such as if you called them a man. Uh, <laughs> uh, good impressions or bad impressions on a critical failure last for only the current social interaction unless the GM decides otherwise okay let's go ahead and have that check then do you uh, want any additional modifiers to this no I will no. I'll rule out the uh, minus two <laughs> from the good role playing that you've had managed to save it yeah the glasses save yeah it. Ooh, natural 16 for a 40 that would be a critical success, and uh, Nara is clearly thrilled at the conversation that you're engaging her with, and comes helpful towards you. Uh, wonderful. Miss, can I ask you something? Yes, of course. I am looking for someone who is uh, versed in the art of, of uh, magical tattoos. Can I also find this here? Well, yes, our hands are very skilled tattooists. People come from all over Galarian to, to take tattoos. No, I tell you what, come in at the shop. You can take a seat in the in the waiting room here and uh, our hand will be right out. What's your dog's name? Oh, that's Apple. <laughs> Say hello, Apple. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I give Apple a fuss. 
as you're walking past, you kind of peer into, it's like a curtain overhanging here, but it's slightly ajar and you can see in there is a well-dressed male covered in tattoos who looks like this. Handsome chap, dark hair, arms heavily tattooed, wearing some loose clothing. You hear him say, right then, Brenda, that will be, uh, that will be 10 gold pieces. Thank you. And uh, you see this um, small halfling come out of the room. Why are you laughing? I thought you were, were going to say ogre. <laughs> <laughs> the word Malachite. A two-headed ogre comes out. <laughs> Brenda. Glenda. Lovely. I was laughing because I wasn't expecting him to have that voice. He's very softly spoken, isn't he? I wasn't expecting him to be a halfling. <laughs> it's not a halfling. Oh, no, the woman was a halfling. Was a halfling. Yeah. Oh, okay. I was Brenda. Brenda was a yeah, halfling. Yeah, okay. You hear some kind of sounds of pots clinking and stuff being put away. And coming out of the curtain is Arhan. He says, ah, oh, welcome to Kraken's Ink Tattoo. My name's Arhan. It's a pleasure to meet you. Can I be of assistance at all? Nara, get us a drink, will you? Yes. <laughs> Gets him one. It's not very often I get four people coming into my shop all at once. It, it's a fine, fine shop. Is uh, tell me, is uh, is is are all these designs your own? Why, yes. That, that's phenomenal. I, I'm extremely impressed. He looks slightly um, embarrassed. So Lupin will in- engage in various little bits of small talk uh, because I would again like to. To make an impression. You can try, but Arhan visibly recoils from the small talk. So okay. you can make it, but it's not something he is very keen on. He seems very shy. Okay. Uh, so do you want a penalty here? Or? Yeah, minus two to <coughs> yep, roll, that's fine. please. I'll just, uh, I have an item that gives me a plus two, so I will just switch that off. Okay. Cool. Uh, that's a natural nine. So it's 31 to make an impression. Yeah. Okay. It's not. Um, it's not bad. I don't. I'll be honest. I don't have DCs for this. But based on the kind of reluctance, the fact you've you've made small talk, but nothing else doesn't really seem to shift his mood. He's certainly not unfriendly, though. Just very shy. He says, "I appreciate the the small talk, of course, but I am a busy man. So if I can be helping you, please tell me what it is you need." Of course. Of course. Uh, let, let's get down to brass tacks. First things first. Uh, our friend here uh, would would like a uh, w- would like a tattoo uh, presumably something with a lot of skulls barbed wire uh, probably some thorns or something you you know the type perhaps more pressingly yes is uh, we're trying to find uh, the location of uh, of the harrow barrow any idea where where he might be this week i've not seen dral for some time who who's asking for him may i ask Oh, yes, please, I, I, please accept my apologies. Is uh, I, I've been been around Absalom so long, I I, I forget that uh, not every face is a known face. I, I'm Lupin Malice, uh, a, a trader of magical artifacts, and just out of nowhere, a business card just appears in the hand, is <laughs> handed over. And these are my uh, these are my friends. These uh, uh, this is Wilhelm. Uh, he says, "Don't mind the bag of hair." Um, <laughs> this is this is Aaron, and that over there um, chewing on—I I, I don't know what he's chewing on. You might want to look at that. But uh, that—that's Malachi. 
pleasure to meet you all. Pleasure. <laughs> Look, I, I'll be honest, I've, I've got customers booked in. I'm, I'm a very busy man and I, I won't just tattoo anyone. I kind of have to at least have some kind of relationship with them. I won't just tattoo anyone because I don't need to. So but should we take you to dinner first or how does this work? <laughs> well, that is a good question, Camone, because we are going to be going into the influence subsystem of Pathfinder mm-hmm. 2E, where we will be rolling some checks and using conversation in order to increase the amount of influence you have with Arhan Benny Meyer. That is something we'll say for next time as the curtain comes down. You've been listening to Describe Your Kill, The Death of Destiny. Find out more at describeyourkill.com. Thank you to Paizo, Michael Gelfie, Creator Cord, Sirenscape, Kevin McLeod, Foundry and Sigil Services. Get all the links on our website. This podcast uses trademarks and or copyrights owned by Paizo Inc. Used under Paizo's community use policy. We are expressly prohibited from charging you to use or access this content. This podcast is not published, endorsed or specifically approved by Paizo. For more information about Paizo Inc. and Paizo products, visit paizo.com.